I want to take a quick second to promote a business that's a friend of the podcast and also a person who runs it as a friend of mine, and that is Sick Little Creations. So you can find it on Redbubble. There's amazing uh, stuff on there. You can find artwork, stickers, um, some clothing, a bunch of other stuff. Find it on redbubble.com. You can also uh, find more of her work at Pinterest. Be sure to check that out. It's really amazing work. So any at any time you have, you need to get a gift for someone. Like I know we're, you likely just missed Mother's Day, but still you do have, you do have Father's Day coming up. There's still birthdays. There are a variety of other holidays that you can go for. So definitely be sure to check that out. And that's the Sick Little Creations. And you can find that on Redbubble, and also be sure to follow her on Pinterest as well. Hi everybody, this is Matt Kirby, and welcome to a brand new episode of Groupie in Harmony, the podcast all about music. Today, it's Friday of Grammy week, so we're gonna dis- there's a few more ca- categories we're going to discuss today. We also have a couple updates about uh, the Grammys as a whole for uh, that we'll discuss today. Um, but first... My typical shameless plug, make sure you like the Facebook page for this podcast, Groupie and Harmony. You can also get updates for my music blog, Feeling Groupie, which uh, I'll discuss tomorrow. There will be a post that will come out Sunday related to the Grammys. And then um, also like the Facebook page for my basketball blog, Is Baller Trademarked Yet? I just released a post, I think it was record, actually recording this Friday for uh, the day of for once. Um, so I released a post last night. Um, that was related to NBA Rivals, Re- we- Rivals Week, excuse me, and in particular, one uh, bit of one ish- issue that I think will come up in the future related to it. Um, I there's a bunch of posts that are I have in mind. Um, so be, I might do an All Stars related post, NBA All Stars. I'm pro at some point soon. I'm gonna do. I'm not sure when yet, but I'm gonna do a. WNBA free agency updates. This free agency has been insane for them. At the trade deadline, I'll do trade deadline grades, but and trade uh and trade grades, but be on the lookout in general. Just be on the lookout for more stuff from that. And now today, so the what we're gonna do today is for because for Grammy week. Just uh, as a quick recap, in case anyone's just joining from us, uh. Basically, over the course of the week leading up to the Grammys, I look at a bunch of different awards in a bunch of different categories and make predictions about who will win each of them. So total, there's like 63 awards across the week that I'm discussing. And then Monday, I'll do a recap. Sunday, I'll do a just a general blog post with no explanation about each of them, but just a compilation and collection about them. Um, and then... um, to, uh. And today we're uh, going to be doing discussing uh, the categories pop production and music video slash film. Um, two one th- non Grammy related thing first. Um, so the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame just announced their uh, nominees for that. I'm not going to discuss them in this episode. I will. I'm recording a separate episode after I record this one that does where I discuss them. So be on the lookout for that one. Uh, it's an emergency podcast, podcast kind of thing. Um, and now for Grammy related things. So a bunch of performers, uh, have, uh, 
have been announced now so for the Grammys. So here's what they currently have. Um, some of these, because they had announced a bunch of them in the past, so I discussed them previously, but now a bunch that they have. They've announced uh, Bad Bunny, Brandy Carlisle, Harry Styles, and then for the In Memoriam, they have Casey Musgraves, Cheryl Crow, Mick Fleetwood, Bonnie Wright, uh, Quavo, and Maverick City Music. Um, and the songs that are definitely going to be performed in that one are uh, Col are Coal Miner's Daughter, which will be a tribute to L Loretta Lynn, uh, Songbird, which will be a tribute to Christine McVie, and Without You, which will be a tribute to Takeoff. And then they also have Lizzo, uh, Luke Combs, Mary J. Blige, Sam Smith, and Kim Petras, which I discussed, I think I mentioned this one previously, but uh, they are going to be performing Unholy. Uh, Steve Lacey, a combination of Stevie Wonder, Smokey Robinson, and Chris Stapleton. They have a 50 Years of Hip Hop one, which there will be performances from LL Cool J, Questlove, The Roots, Big Boy, Buster Rhymes with Spliff Star, De La Soul, DJ Drama, DJ Jazzy Jeff, Missy Elliott, Future, Glorilla, Grandmaster Flash, Grandmaster Melly Mel, and Scorpio slash Ethiopian King, um, Ice-T, uh, Lil Baby, Lil Wayne, The Locks, Method Man, Nelly, Public Enemy, Queen Latifah, uh, Ryan, Rakim, uh, Rahim, excuse me, Rakim, uh, Run DMC, Salt and Peppa, and DJ Spinderella, Scarface, Swiss Beats, and Too Short. And then, um, they also ha will have DJ Khaled, Jay-Z, Lil Wayne, Rick Ross, John Legend, and Friday, which will, uh, they'll be performing, uh, God Did. Now, they've also announced a bunch of the presenters. I'm not going to go through those ones because I don't, as might sound bad, but I really don't care about those ones as much. Um, and they haven't announced any other one, artists that will be in the in memoriam other than the three mentioned there, but we know with certainty, Lorella and Christy McVie and Takeoff will all definitively be in it. So, with that... Let's dive into the award predictions. Um, so we'll start out with music video slash film. There are two awards that I'll be discussing in this one. Um, the first, we'll start out with music vi best music film nominees. And also, um, actually, before I get into this one, also, um, as always, I when I announce a nominee, I'm only going to list the nominee and the performing and the performing artist. Often there are several uh, perform. Uh, there are several different uh, no uh, nominees that are included with each individual nomination. I'm not going to read them uh, them all, mainly just because of the fact that for a lot of them there's a lot of nominees, so it takes away from like the flow, and it ends up being like difficult to really comprehend what the different nominees are. I do just still want to acknowledge everyone that's nominated. Everyone deserves. Then everyone nominated that was involved with it, that should be nominated with for being their involvement with that deserves to be the nominate deserves the nomination. And even there are people who weren't nominated who still played an important role in each of these. So I do just want to acknowledge everyone with that. So for best music film, the nominees for this one are Adele "One Night Only" by Adele, "Our World" by Justin Bieber, Billie Eilish "Live at the O2" by Billie Eilish, uh, "Monomami." Rosalia TikTok Live Performance by Rosalia, Jazz Fest, A New Orleans Story by various artists, 
and A Band, A Brotherhood, A Barn by Neil Young and Crazy Horse. This was an interesting one because there are some times where it seems like that with this award, they don't necessarily go for uh, the artists who maybe uh, released the, was, is the biggest name or had the most popular one. Um, that's not to say that they don't do that. They will not do that. But um, still, there are a lot of, uh, but there are several situations where even like, for instance, Black is King was nominated for this one and didn't win a couple of years ago. So I think that's just something to note um, with that one. It's not always necessarily like the biggest name that ends up winning this one. And often it's not the biggest name that wins it. That said, my prediction for this one is still going to be Adele One Night Only. It The stream was a success. Uh, it there did it has been nominated for a bunch of other awards did seem to be immensely popular um and uh and i think that one's just one of those ones that really compared to the other ones it did seem like the one that was the most uh the most talked about and the most notable and every for each of these awards also i will i have one that i call my one to watch and now this one is not necessarily the one that I think is second most likely. It's just one that I find interesting. There are a lot of situations where the one to watch is the one that I find uh, that I have a second most likely, though. Um, so the one that I am going to say here is uh, is Jazz Fest, a New Orleans story. And I think this one, while it's um, while I uh, it had different people involved with this one um i think it does remind me a bit of last year's summer of soul where uh it wasn't necessarily one uh one artist and especially when there are there were other art last year there were a bunch of like really notable ones uh that released like you had um bo burnham special uh spike leaf uh um a Spike Lee concert film that was, uh, or a David Byrne concert film, I should say, by Spike Lee. You had Billie Eilish and you had Jimi Hendrix. And then Summer of Soul beat them all, and I wasn't that surprised by that, actually. I don't think I predicted it, but still, I wasn't too surprised by that. I think that this one does feel kind of similar to that, in my opinion. So that's my one to watch. And now, as for, uh, the next the next award the next award is best music video the nominees for this one are easy on me by adele yet to come by bts woman by doja cat the heart part five by kendrick lamar as it was by harry styles and all too well the short film by taylor swift what i will say a lot i know especially with the site gold derby um several places on this a lot of experts a lot of fans whatever they all it seems like everyone is predicting all too well will win it I don't think it will. And I'll get to why in just a second. But a lot in a lot of situations, if there is a nominee for this one that is, especially in recent years, if there is a nominee that is was a really notable film, uh, 
made a statement, etc. In a lot of situations, that one wins. And I don't think that necessarily there's one that I would say, like, yes, this is the one that makes a massive statement um, compared to some of the other ones that have one in the past. But I think that the one that really stands out to me in this regard, just as one that was significantly talked about, uh, was uh, The Hard Part 5. I have that one winning. And I think that, especially in particular with the music video, with all the deep fakes, I think that one... Uh, um, that one in particular, uh, I think, is one that uh, is... I mean that I think that one just was notable enough that I think that it just stands out so much um and will end up winning. My one to watch is I'm going to discuss that one now is the um it's all too well short film by Taylor Swift. The reason I don't have that one winning is because um we'll do a quick trivia one. And I I can't hear you so there and there I'm the only one here so this is probably not the best podcast material, but uh, as a quick question, um, when do you think the last time that a song that a song that was at, in the nominee or in the winning winner was the winner was one that was advertised as a short film, wasn't just the normal music video, um, anything like that? So the answer to that one is that uh, the last time that happened was um I okay I'm struggling to find this one where is it um so the last time one one like it's so the last time that one actually won even still um it's tough to argue against that this one is was much more than a song but uh we are the world um but in, in 1986 um so I think that one is just important to keep in mind that this that doesn't happen often where it's a music video that's much more than the individual song. Occasionally, like, you have some that, like, cut in things like that, but still, ones that are av billed as a short film, ones that uh, are billed as musical experiences, etc., first off, they often don't get nominated, and then when they do, they often don't win. So that's just something that, that's the reason I don't have Taylor Swift winning that one. But I think it's interesting to watch because I feel like if there was one that would win, it would be Taylor Swift here. Um, that said, I think uh, the Heart Part 5 will win this one. Now, next up, we're going to go on to production. And now, I'm not discussing every production award here. The reason for that is because uh, there's, in the production, there's a bunch of classical ones, which I classical mu modern classical music is just not something that I'm any that I'm comfortable predicting in this regard or an expert in so it wouldn't be I since I have such little expertise I don't think that um I don't think uh I'm the that's the best for me to predict these um so um now the nominees or the first award that we'll discuss because We'll just go bottom up here for what I have. 
Uh, we'll start out with Best Immersive Audio Album. I don't think I always predict this one, actually. I might be wrong. Um, nominees for this one, again, I'm just going to say the artist name, not the actual no nominees, which is the engineers for this one. Um, Aguilera by Christina Aguilera. Divine Tides by Stuart Copeland and Ricky Ketch. Uh, Memories Do Not Open by The Chainsmokers. Picturing the Invisible, Focus One, by Jane Ira Bloom, and uh, um, Tuvahun, uh, Beatitudes for a Wounded World, by uh, Nidaros Domens, Gentiker, uh, and Trondheim Soliston. Excuse me. Woof. That was a, that was rough on my part. My apologies. Um, so this one is an interesting one. Because from a historical standpoint for this award, um, a lot of times you might think, oh, it's just going to be the one that's the most by the most popular artist. This one is actually rarely, that's actually rarely the case. Um, I mean, occasionally you do have one, like, uh, for instance, um, uh, Beyonce's self-titled album won it years ago. Um, but, I mean, the last few winners of it, and I've actually Alicia Keys won it last year, so, but... Otherwise, it often is, like, an artist that is not, uh, like, the one that is the most popular. Um, so now you, for me, in this one in particular, I look at the nominees here, and um, the one that I would predict here to win is uh, Pictures of the Invisible Focus One by Jane Ira Bloom. And the reason for that is because, um, so while I said the nominees in general here, um, are the performing artists here, I do just want to bring up with the people involved with the engineering. Um, so, uh, the people involved with the engineering include, uh, Jim Anderson, who has won this, won this award multiple times, uh, Morton Lindbergh, who has won it, uh, and then also, and then there's Ulrich Schwartz who's been nominated before, but uh, Jane Ira Bloom has also won this before. So as such, just because all of them have had more wins than anyone else nominated, especially in recent years, I feel comfortable predicting that this album wins this one. And now as for the one to watch, I never want to necessarily sleep on a notable album. So as such, um, my one to watch here is... Christina Aguilera's album. Now, the next award is Best Remix Recording Non-Classical. Uh, the nominees for this one are, and I, this one I'm going to say the original artist who made it as well as the remixer. So, um, nominees are Break My Soul, Terry Hunter Remix. Um, original artist performing was Beyonce, remixer was Terry Hunter. Easy Lover, Fortet Remix. Fortet was the remixer and Ellie Goulding was the original performer. Slow Song, Paul Wolford Remix. Um, Paul Wolford remixed it, and original performer was The Knox and Dragonette. About Damn Time, Purple Disco Machine Remix. Um, Purple Disco Machine was the remixer, Lizzo was the original performer, and Too Late Now, Soul Wax Remix. Soul Wax remixed it, and Wet Leg was the original performer. So, um... Th for this one, um... It's not all. It's interesting because there. A lot of times you don't have 
the, the nominees aren't always the big, um, necessarily a big name song or a song that uh, was nominated for the for the Grammys. And um, but the first thing that I will say is, or for other Grammys, I should say. Um, and the first thing that I will say, the first thing to look for with this is that, um, is there a song that, where the remix is incredibly well-known? Because often if it was a really popular remix, that one tends to win. Um, one recent example is, uh, the Amon Beck remix of, uh, Roses by St. John. That one, I, I, I think that one, like, going into it just felt safe to predict it and it ended up winning. Um, this year, I don't know that there necessarily is. Um, I'd say, though, probably the most known... I would think the... Because uh, I also wonder, then, in this case, for instance, do you have a situation where uh, the original performer was promoting that remix? Beyoncé released, uh, uh, on her own end, several remixes of Break My Soul. One of them... And uh, maybe not re release them is probably the wrong word. I guess promote them is more what I'm saying. Um, release EPs that had them, singles that had them, etc. Um, Terry Hunter's remix was one of those. So as such, my prediction is going to be Break My Soul, Terry Hunter remix. I think the combination of her promoting it and then also this being a really notable soul that it has that is nominated for... Uh, that is nominated for some stuff and Beyonce being nominated for several things make this the safest choice. My one to watch is not going to is not going to be the second most likely. It's actually the one that I have as fourth most likely, which is Easy Lover Fortet Remix. And the reason for that is because I don't remember when it was, but sometime uh, within the last few years, I think it was, Ellie Golding spoke out against the Grammys and criticized the Grammys. Now, needless to say, since then she hasn't been nominated for any Grammys. I don't know if she submitted or if any there have been any submissions on her behalf but I wonder how and one that she wasn't the prof she wasn't the official nominee Fortet would be I wonder how sh that this one would fare in that one even with with the original performer speaking out against it and not necessarily the the record the remixer so that's my one to watch but I think Break My Soul uh, Terry Hunter remix will win Next up, we'll discuss Producer of the Year, Non-Classical. Nominees for this one are Jack Antonoff, Dan Auerbach, uh, Boy Wanda, Dahi, uh, or DJ, I guess DJ Dahi, but he's listed as Dahi for some reason in the no and the nominees here, and Dernst Demille, uh, Demille to second. This one's a, a, there's a bunch of good ones here. Um, a bunch of these artists have, uh, Collaborated, collaborated with really notable artists, and many of them artists that either a lot of these artists, these producers actually have done work with ones nominated for major awards, even. Um, so I think that one's that one's cool to see. Um, so this one's a this was a good this was a good category in my opinion. A lot of really competitive for a competitive field in my opinion. Um, that said. Usually, if you your the best bet is if there's a really notable artist, I mean, so not artist, excuse me. Um, I guess in this case, yeah, artist or um, 
release by that artist that is nominated for one of the general awards, that tends to be a fairly safe bet for this for this award. Um, so now, in this case, there's a few that fall under that. Um, but that said, my prediction is going to be the reigning winner, Jack Antonoff. He, uh, he, uh, I, and in terms of ways, what some of the things he worked with, um, the major one that, uh, was nominated for a Grammy was, he was the producer, well, he was the producer for All Too Well, the 10 minute version, Taylor's version from the vault. Um, but, and I mean, some other things that he produced, um, Florence and the Machines album, Dance Fever, I Still Believe by Dana Ross, um, the Minions Rise of Group sound grew soundtrack, and then also part of the band by 1975. Um, while those ones weren't didn't have any individual nominations, I think the fact that he is the reigning winner and also uh, is well respected and also nominated him or produced a big Taylor Swift song will help out his cause. That said, he's not a lock. I think any of these artists, any of these producers rather, could win this one. Um, my one to watch is the one that I have second. Um, and this one's interesting, um, in my opinion. Boy Wonder, I have a second most likely. Even though, because he produced, and I'm really interested in how this one pans out, because he produced several songs, several songs by m several notable artists that were nominated for some Grammys, including uh, Jack Harlow, Beyonce, Kendrick Lamar, um, some others. That said, the I believe that the he produced only one Grammy nominated track, Churchill Downs. So I'm curious to see how that pans out with that. Um because I mean like for instance he had also produced um cuz I don't think I might be let me check here. Yeah, no, in 95 I didn't think in 95 was nominated for one. Um yeah, he because he like for instance he produced N95 by Kendrick Lamar. That one wasn't submitted for nominations. He produced Heated by Beyonce. That one wasn't submitted. Um, he produced Nail Tech by Jack Harlow, although he also did produce Jack uh, Churchill Down. Still, he produced Nail Tech. That one wasn't submitted or nominated. Um, he produced Silent Hill by Kendrick Lamar. So there's a bunch of ones that it's. And he also produced Mafia by Travis Scott. But uh, still, he produced a lot of things that weren't nominated for Grammys. So, but it was by artists that were. So. Yeah, I I wonder. I think it's that one's gonna be an interesting one. Um, and now the final award in this category is Best Engineered Album Non-Classical. Nominees for this one, and again, I'm just going to say the album name and the artist, uh, Adolescence by Bank, Black Radio 3 by Robert Glasper, Chloe and the Next 20th Century by Father John Misty, Harry's House by Harry Styles, and Wet Leg by Wet Leg. Um, this one's... Uh, yeah, this one often, the winner of this one, ends up being an album that is one of the most notable ones, if not the most notable album, uh, nominated for this one. Um, cause I mean, the, I mean, especially over, I mean, the one that I would say might not have been the, and when I say most notable one, I mean in like, among, 
I guess, more popular music, like non-classical, non-jazz, things like that. Um, the last time I would say that a situation like that hap- uh, like that were an uh, album that was by a, a more pop, by like either a more pop, uh, that wasn't like a necessarily like one of the general like pop rock artists, etc., or even electronic staff punk was in that run. Uh, would have been 2013, but even still, like, Yo Yo Ma was one of the performers in there. He's he's very notable. And then I mean, if you're, and then you'd have to go back even further to find one that it's, uh, that it's like for it. It's, yeah, typically it's just if not the most popular artist, one of the most popular artists that was, um, is the one that's going to be nominated. So, as such, looking at these ones, well, which one is the most popular one? Because usually that's the safest bet here. Harry's House by Harry Styles. There we go. Um, one to watch. I am really interested to see how uh, Chloe in the next 20th century goes. Um, the uh, Father John Misty's work is often acclaimed. Uh, and uh, I don't think... Yeah, this is the first time he... Uh, and something that he performed on was nominated for this one and uh all the engineers for this this one in particular had never been nominated but that said um especially in like in in like alternative music indie music um he is a really notable figure in it and especially when you are going when he is going up against an indie darling in uh, album in wet leg um but is that is a different style they are still different stylistically. I wonder how how that album will fare. Um, that said, my prediction is Harry's House by Harry Styles. Now, the final award, the category rather, that we'll be discussing today is the pop category. There are four awards in this one. Best, best pop solo performance, best pop duo slash group performance, best traditional pop vocal album, and best pop vocal album. And we'll do them in that order. Um... So, we'll start out with Best Pop Solo Performance. The nominees for this one are Easy On Me by Adele, Moscow Mule by Bad Bunny, Woman by Doja Cat, Bad Habit by Steve Lacey, About Damn Time by Lizzo, and As It Was by Harry Styles. This one is an interesting one. So, I am... My... The one that I... I think this one is really competitive. You do have a lot of music that is nominated for the general category. In particular, looking at I think everything was nominated. Every nominee there was nominated for a general category. Yeah, Woman was. So that was the one I wasn't sure about. Um, I think Moscow Mule was too. Um, no, Mas- Moscow Mule was the one that wasn't nominated for general category um yeah so this one's a really competitive one um the one that i have winning though is easy on me uh that one out of the nominees that predicting adele here just feels safest um as for the one to watch um throughout because in particular i really want to uh have because realistically you could have any of these ones i find really interesting 
I do want to have highlight different ones because uh, I th think that'd be more fun to just highlight different artists as my one to watch. Um, so for my one to watch here, I'll say as it was by Harry Styles. Um, I, I there's a lot of people that are predicting Harry Styles to be successful in terms of winning Grammys. Typically, members of boy boy bands or former members of boy bands do not fare well at the Grammys. In fact, that's why I even um with um Fine Line when it when it didn't receive any of the major Grammy nominations, while I predicted it would, I wasn't shocked by it actually. Um, I I because that's historically that's just something that happens. Now, in terms of winning these. I don't think he'll win it, especially when he's up against, uh, uh, especially with Adele out there. Um, next up is Best Pop Duo Slash Group Performance. The nominees for this one are Don't Shut Me Down by ABBA, Bam Bam by Camila Cabello featuring Ed Sheeran, uh, My Universe by Coldplay and BTS, I Like You, A Happier Song by Post Malone and Do Doja Cat, and Unholy by Sam Smith and Kim Petras. Um... The one that I have winning is "Don't Shut Me Down." Um, I, I, uh, I think that just because um, Abba has become like seems to be just now so beloved by so many people, it feels it feels like a fairly safe enough prediction. Um, and I mean now, like back to back years, they've gotten. They've gotten uh, love from the from the general field, so yeah, this feels safe. Um, one to watch, and a quick shout out to uh, My Universe by Goldplay and BT Gold Gold Coldplay and BTS. I'm really interested to see what happens with that one. The one that I have, uh, the one that I have as my one to watch though is the one I have third most likely, which is Unholy by Sam Smith and Kim Petras. And the thing is, that one it seems to be rising on a lot of experts lists and especially in gold derby that one's rapidly rising um with several having it win instead of don't shut me down so that one i'm really curious to see if that one could beat that one i think it, that one is entirely possible i think that any of these ones uh is possible actually um i also felt the same way with best pop solo performance so that i think that one will just be really interesting to see um as a whole but I still think Don't Shut Me Down will win. Uh, next up is Best Traditional Pop Vocal Album. Nominees for this one are Higher by Michael Bublé, When Christmas Comes Around by Kelly Clarkson, I Dream of Christmas by Nora Jones, Evergreen by Pentatonix, and Thank You by Diana Ross. Um, I wouldn't bat an eye too much with any of these ones winning. But honestly, for me, um, the... The one that just screams out to me winning is Diana Ross. I feel like that, be even though the album really didn't get great reviews, um, that has that's not something that Grammys really consider, and voters seem to not consider. Um, yeah, sh um, that album, it, I mean, it was well reviewed. It, uh, I mean, not well reviewed. Excuse me. It was still like I guess successful enough. It was, it's Diana Ross. That's the biggest thing here. Um, and especially it's when you have multiple Christmas albums, you got to figure that there'll be some people who just don't want to vote a Christmas album. Um, 
as for one to watch, Michael Bublé has won this award several times. I, I don't. I'm gonna pull up how many wins he has. Um, while I'm set talking here, but I want to say he has four or five wins. Um, he. Uh, but yeah, he's been. Yeah, he's a four-time winner. Um, he's been really successful through the history of this award. But there's a catch. The last time he won this award was 2014. And it should be noted that he's been nominated since then. Multiple times. So, I think that you can't rule it out just because of his success with with winning it. Um, where the only artist who has won this award more is Tony Bennett. Um, but still, I just don't, I, so I think he's, what, it'll be interesting to see how he fares with this one. If there is an album that will bring him back on the winning ways, it would be this album in this year. I just don't, I just think that Thank You by Diana Ross will beat it. And now, the last award for today... Best Pop Vocal Album. Nominees for this one are Voyage by ABBA, 30 by Adele, Music of the Spheres by Coldplay, Special by Lizzo, and Harry's House by Harry Styles. Um, I have the winner being 30 by Adele. Uh, this one just for the this award, and this, I will say, even though all of these were nominated for Album of the Year, that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm saying that 30 will win Album of the Year. And I'm not trying to give any clues either, because I'm, I'm still finalizing my decisions for the general work. Because I've changed my mind so many times, um, but I think that this one, this one just screams pop, uh, pop vocal album winner. Um, and I mean, I, it just feels safe predicting an Adele studio album here to win. Um, my one to watch is actually the one that I have as the least likely to win, and that's Music of the Spheres. The reason I have that one, and I think that one will be fascinating, is because every year prior to the nominees being announced, I wonder what ca what category will Coldplay be considered? What awards will they be submitted for? Especially with their album, I always wonder: will they be grouped under rock album? Will they be grouped under uh, like alternative album, or will they be under pop album? This year, uh, well, obviously they're uh, under pop album. And I mean, if you were to group them into a bit into a genre, I mean, the, probably more like pop-based rock would probably be safer for the recent music. But even still, there was enough of a rock influence on there, and especially when you have a song like um, I can't think of the song's name. They're really uh, oh yeah, Coloratura, which was like a more of a progressive rock space rock kind of sound then you start wondering well a 10 minute long more uh song that's more on the experimental end for Coldplay music that might not be grouped under uh, under the pop album so I always wonder every year and then in this kind of situation I don't think it has much of a shot to win but I just wonder could it wind up like a if there's a rock voter in there, would they consider voting for this one? I I think that if anything, the rock voters would the rock voters would be even more likely if they weren't if 
if they wanted to do a more something that had something of a rock influence or a name that's notable in more rock stuff i think abba would be make more sense and even harry's house i think would get more rock votes than that rock voters votes than that um but that said i still think it's an interesting one to watch and now um but i still have 30 by adele as my winner here and i know it's longer than any of the other episodes i've released so far for grammy week but that's the episode uh thank you so much for listening i'll be back with you tomorrow with the general category i'll talk to you soon bye